What do we make of Jonathan Taylor heading into 2021? In week 17, he torched the Jaguars for 253 and two TDs, averaging 8.4 yards a pop, toting the rock 30 times, getting all the volume a growing boy needs behind an offensive line that could walk him into the top five running back conversation. Or is he already in the top five running back conversation? That's what we're going to talk about on this episode of the Fantasy Football Show. It's all Jonathan Taylor, part of a new series I'm doing where I do a video on one single player and break it all down. 2021, Dynasty, Trade Away, Trade 4, all of it. Jonathan Taylor coming up. I mean, let's mock it out. 1.01, it's Christian McCaffrey. Jonathan Taylor, you have just been Smitty approved. Let's go. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. The interesting part about Jonathan Taylor's story in 2021 is that he struggled a big part of the year. Written off by so many, pretty much everybody at, at some point got tired and frustrated with him not delivering or not fully grabbing hold of the starting gig. No one's to blame if they abandoned Jonathan Taylor for a little bit, put him on their bench for a, for a stint of games. That did not mean you had bad judgment. The range of doubt we're talking about ranged really from week six into the bye week and week seven through week eight and week nine and week 10. That's a big string of games where the guy is pretty, pretty disappointing. A lot of people benched him, and rightly so. He deserved to be benched at that point, getting 12, 12, 11, 6, and 7 carries in back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back weeks. And in week 11, Jonathan Taylor was awoken, given 22 totes of that rock for 90 yards, only 4.1 yards a pop, but we had volume. We had 20-plus carries. We had 90 yards. We had something on our hands. We even got four receptions for 24 yards in that game. Week 13, the volume dipped down to 13 carries again, but he again got over 90 yards. Seven yards of pop promise started to emerge. A lot of people still skeptical and had potentially better options on, on the roster anyway. Guys like Gibson or maybe you had a wide receiver you were playing because you knew they had a, a better shot at a touchdown. He wasn't getting touchdowns from week six on the week I explained to this point through now week 13. We're talking week six, bye week, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Wait a minute, he didn't play week 12, week 13. So six games, one TD, nothing really to write home about. The guy wasn't even living yet. Doing fairly well, statistically speaking, even though he's crawling kind of along, like the Kraken himself, Jonathan Taylor erupted. The Kraken awoke in week 14. 20 carries, 150, Two touchdowns in week 14 against the Raiders. Week 15, 16 for 83 and a touchdown. Week 16, 74, two touchdowns and week 17. Didn't help a lot of people out because really only leagues where the commissioner is sleeping at the wheel play week 17. But 30 carries for 253 and two touchdowns. The Kraken awoke. Seven TDs in his last four games. Taylor has awoken. While on a Zoom call right before the game with my exclusive YouTube members, you can become a part of that by clicking the blue join button on my YouTube page. And we talked about if he did mediocre today, his draft value would probably float around the 12 to 15 overall range in 2021 with some bold people taking him at the top of the second. 
But if he blew up in week 17, which he clearly did. The Kraken awoke. This conversation before that happened, mind you. We talked about if he did blow up, he would be a top 5 to 10 overall pick in 2021 early mock drafting. Welcome to the top 5 to 10 overall. In fact, I think you're going to have about half of the fantasy football early drafting community drafting him at 5-6, talking about how he's the running back 2, running back 1, running back 3. You'll have a lot of people holding off, not wanting to anoint him a top 5 running back yet, so the ADP will get pulled around, I'd say, 5-6-7. Overall. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Like that. I mean, let's mark it out. 1.01, it's Christian McCaffrey, in my mind anyway. You could argue this, that's not the point. Number two, Derrick Henry, probably after today's rumble, we're putting Henry at the 1.2. Now it comes down to probably Cook for most most people, you could argue that. Four, I think you could, I think we could all say that Kamara kind of belongs right here. We can talk about Taysom Hill, what happens at quarterback there, but he's going to go in the top five. We could throw him in there. Now it's Adams. I mean, who doesn't take Adams in the top five? You could even swap these two if you wanted. This is it. What are we doing here? We're not going anybody like maybe Tyreek Hill, maybe Tyreek Hill. But past that, who are you gonna who are you gonna go besides Jonathan Taylor? You could consider James Robinson, but I'm not taking him that early. This is the spot I think that Taylor cements into. I think Taylor goes between six and eight at the latest at this point. I think getting him outside of top eight overall, that time's over. You know, and, and somebody might argue Robinson, someone might argue Hill. That's why I think the ADP will vary from six to eight. But past eight, I don't think so. And, and Christian McCaffrey and Henry, these are your top one and two. You towed it 30 times for 253 and two touchdowns. That's what happens. The Kraken awoke. Welcome to the big stage. Welcome to the to the top five to, to 10 overall. Not just top five running backs, top five to 10 overall. Is he worth the risk at that value? I think he probably is. While I didn't want to go here, I wanted value. I wanted him to be my second drafted player, even if he was drafted at the top of the second round. I wanted that very badly. I wanted him as a bookend pick. 12-13, grab Taylor was one of them grab Ridley or MT with the other. That's what I wanted for all of you. But week 17 said, no, Jonathan Taylor, you will not go into that cold, dark night. You're coming into the first round, buddy. Now Taylor's gonna have a cup of coffee on the regular with a top five to 10 overall. His last six games, 22, 13, 20, 16, 18, and 30 carries behind one of the best offensive lines in the league. I'm feeling like that's a pretty secure bet heading into 2021. I feel comfortable enough in one league at least making Taylor my first round pick, my first drafted player, whether that's number seven, eight, nine, ten. We'll work that out in the coming mock drafts, which we we do all the time. We mock draft a ton here at the Fantasy Football Show. But I wanted to come on here and give my stamp of approval. I wanted the Smitty approve Jonathan Taylor in your six to ten and tell you it's okay, John B5472 or Bob from accounting, or Bill from finance. It's okay if you want to make Jonathan Taylor your first round pick anywhere in the 5 to 12 range. I, Smitty, approve it. 
Jonathan Taylor, you have just been Smitty approved in the 5 to 10 over. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Overall range heading into 2021. One season in the books, only 202 carries, and surprisingly, 35 receptions for 298 and one TD. Not too bad for a guy we didn't think would get any receiving volume, and not too bad for a guy again that didn't get kickstarted until literally double-digit weeks. In almost every one of your formats, Taylor was the number five or number six running back in in all of fantasy football, and he didn't get the volume until double digit weeks that's crazy volume heading out of the 2020 season gives me a lot of confidence that they love him they're ready to turn the reins over they already have and i have no issues or worries about cloudy carry workload situations heading into 2021 for taylor locking him into parallel values whether it be redraft or dynasty so top five to ten in both now i don't recommend everybody go chasing the value like oh my god the guy's a top five to ten running back i missed out i need to go buy him at number five overall value i don't recommend doing that in a lot of leagues do i mind if you do it in one are you rebuilding can you do some kind of creative trade getting rid of uh, christian mccaffrey getting a jonathan taylor in a, in a draft pick trade up i don't mind that i don't mind that at all but in existing dynasty leagues now's probably not the right time to go shopping for jonathan taylor you're buying a stock at its peak i'm not saying it won't stay there i'm not saying it won't increase a little more but stocks tend to go like this once they peak out and while i'm not saying his value will decline in the long term you're probably going to see a little of this where you can maybe buy in at a dip versus buying at the ultimate high value you've ever seen for the guy. I, I love Jonathan Taylor moving forward. And in midseason, he was one of my favorite top recommend go get players when you want to divide one stud into two. A couple other players that, that might be in the, the realm of possibility for you would be like a Diggs. Diggs is struggling to a lot of people. He's not. He's fine. He is a consistent quarterback now. But one bad game and people start freaking out. He's inconsistent again. He's back to his old ways. Diggs would be a great get with Lamar for Zeke. You may not pull it off, but it's something to look at. And if you're not going quarterback here, let's say this guy owns JT. JT, Jonathan Taylor. If you don't know, now you know. Buy low on Taylor. Buy low on Diggs. Maybe it's not Diggs, maybe it's Evans. I know you doubt Evans, but I'm not asking you to believe in Evans at the Zeke level. I'm asking you to believe in Evans at a level that you can say to yourself, could Evans potentially on his own be as valuable as Zeke? Potentially. The answer is yes, potentially. Could Taylor be as good as Zeke on his own? The answer again is potentially. You want, when you do your two-for-ones, when you're getting rid of one stud player, especially if it's a first-round player, even if he's struggling, you your whole goal should be to get two players that, in their own right, could outscore the player you're giving up. It's not a lock. 
probably won't happen in both the cases, but let's say one of them goes down, then you still have a shot at, at, at doing well in the trade. If Taylor went down, Evans would still give you a shot at doing well in the trade. That's the key to doing a two for one properly. This is probably some of the best advice I was giving at midseason for Dynasty, but it didn't look that good at the time because he was not doing very well. He wasn't taking advantage of the opportunity yet, and he kind of steadily declined from the point I gave that advice, but if you were able to take one player, a guy playing at his peak like Aaron Jones, who a guy that when we did mock drafts midseason was like 2-3 overall, I was called crazy for leaving Aaron Jones out of my top three, I think, overall heading into 2021 early midseason mock drafting. That was a great time to sell high on Aaron Jones. Not that I don't think Aaron Jones on the right team next year could do well, but you had, a, you had an opportunity to sell a guy in Dynasty at top three, four overall value. If you forget that Aaron Jones was playing that well earlier on in the season, you've got a foggy memory because he was literally a top two to three overall player doing mid-season mock drafts for 2021. We did them all the time. Trading him for a Ridley who was a good buy low when Julio started blowing up. Ridley was like this at the beginning of the year, started to tail off. Then Julio spiked up and was on a tear while Ridley was declining. That was the best opportunity if, let's say, the owner had Jonathan Taylor and Ridley. You traded Aaron Jones, the number two or number three overall player at that point. Buying low, selling high. At every turn during your entire fantasy journey every single week every single year every single minute think who can i sell high who can i buy low because if you do it right not just once or twice a year every week you reevaluate who you can sell high who you can buy low and eventually you start turning value over and over gaining little bits of value every single week every single trade before you know it you have almost an extra first rounder or a second rounder on your team with all the little pieces you collected and built this transformer of a player that's now sitting in your running back one or running back two spot or your wide receiver two or your wide receiver one we did this in the biggest instagram expert league on instagram the throne league we traded ronald jones Brandon Cooks, Kareem Hunt, when he was peaking, all sell highs when we sold him. And got Derrick Henry, who wasn't yet popping off like he's been popping off lately. Well, if you made a trade with people like that, I'd love to play in your league. Probably the dumbest comment I get is when someone says, can I play in your league? Oh my God, I could have done that. If you pulled that trade off, I could dive out of your league. Not so fast. This league has thousands and thousands of followers attached to every team. We made that trade with a community that had over 40,000 followers on IG alone. Thousands of people versus thousands of people versus thousands of people. There are only 12 experts involved, but all of the followers make the decisions to draft the players, make big trades. We ran that by our community and the community sign off on it, whether it's in small discord groups or whatever. So know that before you start going, oh, in hindsight, this is moronic. Can I play in your league, please? I did it buying low and selling high. And you don't have to do it once or twice a year. That's my point here. Do it all year long. Do it every single step, every single breath you take, every move you make. I'll be watching you.
tell your friends, tell your grandma, tell everybody about the show. Tell me what player you want me to focus on in the next series, a series where I focus on one player at a time talking about the redraft and dynasty value heading into 2021. And get on over to my new newswire at sleeperu.com. Get your news from me, fantasy news with a dynasty and redraft twist at every single turn. Every news post I do has a mix of redraft and dynasty. What's better than that? Tell me why you wouldn't get your, I'd like to know in in the comments, tell me why you wouldn't get your news from me if I'm talking dynasty and redraft every single piece of news I have. Not to mention you can sort it and filter it by bold predictions, rookies, uh, 2021 outlooks, sortable, dynasty redraft, brand new, sleeperu.com.